Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again with another episode of the Nolcast. Uh, Bud, as always, want to thank our friends in New Iberia, Louisiana. Uh, the Nolcast has been ever so fortunate to be able to pair with Louisiana Hot Sauce and ever so fortunate uh, to be able to have some of the support that we've received uh, throughout the entirety of this sponsorship uh, from you, the listener base. So. Whether it be taking a picture of, uh, of your most recent meal creation, as a couple of you have uh, done today, or just uh, picking up a bottle of it as you make your way through your favorite grocery store, it's been uh, noticed on our end and theirs. Uh, so thank you, uh, the listener, as always, for being able to uh, support us and support the people that uh, make the Nolcast possible. It's hot sauce season, man. Think about all, all these things you make that you, you need to put hot sauce on. Chili? Got to put hot sauce on. It's getting cold outside. Got to have some chili. Gumbo, right? Got to have some hot sauce on that. There's so many good hot sauce things right now that you need to eat. And uh, th- those are just two of them. Holiday leftover plates. Bam. A couple shakes of, uh, of the Louisiana and you're right back into it. So thank you to you, the listener, and thank you to uh, Louisiana Hot Sauce for the support they've given. So uh, we'll jump into tonight's episode uh, of the Nolcast. This is a, a little bit of a, I don't want to say different situation, as I feel like I describe a, a lot of our podcasts like that. But you and I have kind of had an unspoken agreement over the last two to three days that, hey, we'll probably be putting a podcast together in the next 24 hours because... I don't know that a hiring has ever been imminent. It just looked like it was, you know, maybe going to cross the goal line at some point in time. The hire, obviously, that I'm referencing is uh, Houston's offense coordinator, Browse, being named uh, Florida State's offense coordinator. And uh, as of recording here at Wednesday evening, 10 o'clock, we kind of sit here still in the same place that we've been for the better part of half a week or so. Yeah, uh, Florida State does not have an offense coordinator. I, I think in the in the era of social media, People just get whipped up into a frenzy, right? I mean, they've not been without an offensive coordinator for that long. I, I don't think this is that big of a deal, to be honest. But because Florida State is not in the bowl game right now, that's basically the only thing for FSU fans right now to focus on. And so they're just they're addicted to this instant update culture, you know. And and I've run two updates on Tomahawk Nation on this, right? and I stand by both of them, and both of them look good right now. First, we said, hey, I don't believe Hugh Freeze is a legitimate candidate. I don't have any reason to believe that Willie, that Willie uh, Taggart or John Thrasher actually wanted Hugh Freeze. I think there's a lot of reason to believe that uh, you know agents may have had a, a good deal to do with that, you know, kind of whipping up some interest there, and that Florida State does have legitimate interest in Kendall Bryles. I think there's a decent chance that this gets done. Uh, if I had to bet on it, if I had to place a bet, yes or no, I would bet on yes. I, I wouldn't bet my, wouldn't bet my life on it or my house on it. But yeah, I I think this is just. I mean, you're seeing just this fans ask about this constantly. I'm like, look, it'll get done when it, when it gets done. The only real recruit who even cares about this is is four-star quarterback Sam Howell, who's a good player, not a generational-type player, but, you know, a good one who you want to have in the fold. And certainly his dad has expressed comments that, uh, you know, he's not going to sign until they know who a coordinator is. By the way, I don't know if you, uh, if you saw this or not. Do you know who Sam Howell followed on Twitter tonight? I did see that. I've been out of the loop slightly, but uh, in it enough to know that he uh, followed one Kendall Browse. Yep. So he, his most recent follow, Kendall Browse. Second most recent follow, by the way, is Mac Brown, who coaches um, at North Carolina. Fifth most recent follow, Maurice Smith, who's an offensive lineman who is uh, taking an official visit to Florida State this weekend. In any case, look, I never bought the free stuff. None of my good sources ever bought the free stuff. And I know that conflicts with the reporting of some others, but 
got to go with with what your sources have, have given you and uh, they've been good to us so we we continue to trust them here's a question i've been asking on browse when i first started poking around on the browse thing I, I got a lot of feedback like Man, it's just not a good idea and you know just wouldn't feel good about it and People had significant reservations about Browse, and, and I reported that on Thursday or Friday. They still do. And yet, the word I keep getting back, man, is desperation. Florida State's finances are, they're real worried about the lack of ticket sales. They, they've had disastrous Septembers three years in a row. This year was a disaster in September right off the bat. Terrible weather for the Vatech game, bad tailgating experience, and then the team goes out and they lose to Vatech. And then lose in, in, in not not a real inspiring fashion. The previous year, Francois goes down and a hurricane happens. And then obviously the, the staff, well, some members of the staff at least quit during the season on, on the team. In 2016, I think people forget this now, that was a team that had, had title aspirations, not ACC, but national. And that team goes and loses to, to Louisville by 40-plus and then has players loafing against UNC has to sign promise notes, right? And then you then they realize, oh my gosh, we're on we're on national television on a documentary on Showtime, and like everybody got to see, it was just kind of a, a cluster. My point is, for the last three years, and we've we've discussed this quite a bit. Man, these seasons haven't been good, and but they've been so depressing immediately, and that causes people to not enjoy. The rest of the year, because even like in 2016, they actually turned it around and had an OK season and they finished it with a nice win over Michigan. But people didn't enjoy that season on a week to week basis. In in the end of it, they could look back and say that, that was a decent year. But on a week to week basis, pull up your text if you still got them. Like if you're in a text group with your friends, if your texts go back that far or your emails or, or check your Twitter, man, y'all were not enjoying that season. You thought it sucked. And you were right on a week-to-week basis. I mean, like, like they, they did beat the Gators and, and the Hurricanes that year, which obviously helped. Those were you know, not, not very good opponents that year. But, man, this is three years in a row that caused people to say, all right, I'm not going to renew my tickets next year. And here's what happened. In 16, they said, all right, we're not going to renew our tickets. But you know what? Yeah, you were because you had the Bama game. And you, and you still wanted to believe. And then after 17, it's like, all right, I'm not going to renew my, renew my tickets. But then you had the new Willie Taggart regime, and you got all excited again. But you're not going to do it three years in a row. And they are scared to death over there, from what I've been told, that people are not going to renew. So while you have a lot of people who, if they hire Bryles, are going to feel really scummy about it, because he was obviously you know, a, a, a person in a position of power at Baylor when they had the largest sexual assault scandal in, a, or in NCAA history, I think they're just going to go ahead and put, you could say, money over morals or you know business over ethics or whatever. I guarantee you there's a lot of people in that building who don't feel good about this, but if they can work out the deal, they'll probably go ahead and sign off on it. Does uh, does adding Kendall Browse really move the needle that much to where, I mean, I, I understand the, the concern and I certainly understand the concern about what the response would be to another putrid product and a another you know team that can't move the ball or have some of the offensive woes that this one did but does your attendance change at all because you've hired a Kendall Browse is that a I know their concerns are legitimate I'm not trying to belittle them I just don't know that that's necessarily going to be something that really changes your attendance interest or, or kind of the larger fan support around a program 
I think that some people over there do believe that a name will help to retain tickets because I, I think they're trying to sell hope and excitement, man. They need these renewals. And if you get Kendall Browse, you get a guy who has had three elite level offenses back to back to back. Now, granted, so did Taggart, at least when his quarterback was healthy at Oregon in the previous two seasons at USF. But Browse does know how to coach offense from a coaching standpoint. He's excellent. And I think he's a guy that people remember those Baylor offenses and how they scored. And they're desperate for hope, man. People don't really want to give up their tickets, but you got to give them a reason to renew. You got to give them a reason for hope. You can't let these people think that you're just playing out the string of the next 20, 24 games until you can afford this buyout. So, yeah, I think there are definitely people over there who do think that a name is important. Look, your, your AD is a numbers guy. He, he He's a guy who, who gets finance and, and you know, a budget guy. And I, I think he understands these, these numbers and these estimates. Is that going to be reality if you hire Bryles? Is it going to get people actually excited to renew their tickets? I kind of doubt it, but maybe some. Maybe some who really follow football real closely would. I mean, the offense might be more exciting. Could it help you offset some of the loss you're going to have because of, of the new tax rule where, where you can't write off your tickets for business purposes? That's possible, man. I just think that's where they're coming from. And let me ask you this. Hypothetically, right? Let's say you're Willie... And hypothetically, you didn't want Hugh Freeze. But once you realize that maybe there were some people over there who did want Hugh Freeze, you know, in theory, I'm almost like, hey, if you're willing to sign off on that, sign off on this guy who can actually coach and run my offense. All right. R- run a very similar offense to what I run. Run something where, where we won't miss a, miss a step. Because if you're going to sign off on Freeze, go ahead and sign off on Browse. I mean, if, if we're just in it to win it, Right. If PR be damned, let's go ahead and get the best possible football guy. And from a football perspective, I think that's the best hire you could make. I do. It's also a bit of a name. Bit of a name. Certainly more of continuity of ideas or continuity of wants uh, as far as a, an offensive system goes. It's uh, not the easiest subject to discuss, and it'd be very interesting to see. I, I think if you were going to make one of the uh, – you know, kind of morally compromised uh, offense coordinator hires. I would probably be more in line with uh, with hiring Browse over Freeze, as I think Browse is kind of like institutionally tainted, whereas Freeze is individually flawed at a level that is pretty disturbing. You know, there's not a there's not a great choice to make between the two, and certainly not either of these guys that are going to make a, at least a portion of the fan base uh, feel okay with the decision that you made and kind of the in-it-to-win-it mentality. Uh, Florida State is not – let me see how I can say this. You know, the world of college football has changed dramatically and things have uh, evolved over time. But college football has always been about doing what's necessary to compete and kind of uh, making the sausage behind closed doors and not having people necessarily fully aware of what's going on. A long rambling wave of saying that Florida State did not – emerged virtually out of nowhere in the in the late 70s early 80s without you know doing some things that weren't by the letter of the law and and Florida State's never been a program that's uh walked the uh the line of uh kind of perfect behavior and institutional control but uh, there's certainly a, a large segment of this fan base that is particularly hesitant about appointing either of those individuals that we've discussed as offense coordinator yeah there's no doubt and yet some of those people will still have those reservations if Florida State scores 40 a game next year, and some of them will not. If you're making this higher, you're betting that the percentage of people who won't really care 
will be higher than the, the percentage of people who do. And you know what? That's probably a safe bet because there's a good chance Florida State gets skewered over this. I don't know what some of these investigative reporters know. I don't know what Florida State's been able to find out in their due diligence and in, in, in their vetting process with Kendall Bryles, right? There's some level for them of plausible deniability in that you had two schools hire Bryles since the Baylor, you know, since the Baylor stuff went down, right? You had FAU, which is an in-state school in Florida, which probably helps you a little bit more if you're trying to justify it to yourself. And you also had Houston, who you would think would be in a position to know, at least hearing rumors within the state of, of what went down there at Baylor. You know, there's kind of a, a blessing and a curse if you're Florida State here looking to hire Kendall Bryles, right? It'd be much better if Baylor was a public school because then Florida State would have access to a lot more public documents and it could make a very clear decision, right? Either they feel really good and they have all the information they need or they don't and they move on and they don't hire the guy. Because Baylor is private, so much of this, of this information and heck, the, the report that was delivered to Baylor by the investigative firm that they hired was an oral report, right? I mean, for for legal reasons. That's why they did it. Because Baylor's private, there's so much information you can't know. I don't actually know if FSU can truly vet Kendall Browse. And that's, you know, that also sucks for Kendall Browse, just straight up, because we don't know what his true involvement was, if any, in that Bader scandal. Now, I think you have to be pretty naive to think he didn't know anything was going on. More naive than, than I'm willing to, to, to believe. But yet, I don't know how much. This is why I think a lot of people over there will, will still feel kind of scummy about this, man. I don't know how you can know, but that's what it is. All right, well, you know what time it is, man. It's, it's engagement season. And you know who does engagements really well? For the Table Restaurant Group. And they want us to spread their message about their engagement parties. Check this out. Did you know they can handle your engagement party, your engagement brunch, your rehearsal dinners, your wedding receptions? Your post-wedding brunch, right? If you just have a wedding, you want to have a brunch as, as you wish everybody well and, and see them off after the wedding, they can handle that at Central. They can handle that at Madso. They can handle that at Township. Really great spot for all that. And uh, by the way, if you book any engagement party with them right now, wedding reception, engagement brunch, rehearsal dinner, whatever, they'll throw you a weddings in football season are rude pint glass and shirt for each member of your wedding party. That's a pretty cool little bonus. Those gifts add up, right? Got to give gifts to everybody. So that's really important to, to do. Also, they're going to be giving away a tailgate engagement party for the spring game. More details to come on that. Basically, they're going to set up a tailgate in the IM fields, cater it, and, and it'll be your engagement party tailgate. So really cool. And uh, for this, you could check out the events tab on the mattsocial.com website. But Matt Thompson emailed me today said, hey, just ha if they're interested, have them email me, matt at madisonsocial.com. That's matt at madisonsocial.com. And that's pretty cool. If you do, be sure to tell us about it. Great to be able to work directly with uh, with the leadership over there. We've been fortunate to work with Matt and uh, have zero hesitations about uh, recommending him uh, to anybody, just about any circumstance I could think of, but particularly for a situation like this. So, uh the For the Table Restaurant Group is uh, fantastic partners for us and would suggest that they would be able to handle an event like that uh, as well or if not better than, than anybody else out there. So uh, keep them in mind, uh, great people, and we'll go the, uh, the extra yard needed to, uh, to make any event a very special one. All right, a couple other things here on that. 
logistics-wise, length of contract. If you're Florida State, I think you want to make sure that you have your new offensive coordinator, be it Browse or whomever. I'm not saying it's 100% going to be Browse, but, I mean, they're, they're still in discussions as of tonight, and I think that's probably a sign that points to the fact that it will likely be Browse. Length of contract. You want to make sure you have them for at least two years. You don't want a situation where you hire Bryles, you have a contract that's real easy for him to get out of, and then Houston fires Major Applewhite after 2019 and names Bryles their head coach for 2020 without having to pay you a significant buyout. Right? You want to make it tough for him to leave after just one year. Is there any way you can get contractual protections that you're allowed to get out of the contract if some older allegation that wasn't disclosed during this process were to emerge, true or not? I don't know. I'm sure Florida State would like to have that. I mean, if I was negotiating this deal, I would like to have that. I don't know if they actually have the leverage to have that. So that might just be a little pipe dream, a little pipe dream rumor getting passed around by boosters. But I think it's possible that they would want that. Can they get it? I don't know. And I think, man, if I'm John, if I'm John Thrasher, if I'm Coburn, if I'm one of those guys, I want that, man, because this is my reputation on the line. If something goes bad here, I want to say this. I want to say, hey, we did our due diligence to the best we possibly could, given all the information, and we talked to people. We talked to people at other schools that had since hired, and we talked to guys he coached with. That's part of the reason why this process took the length that it did. Not that it's taken forever, but still. And then, yet, we still we still put in this thing to where, you know, if other information came to light, get out of the deal to protect ourselves. Because it's the reputations on the line. You know, how, how much longer is Thrasher going to be at Florida State? Probably not that long. This is going to be one of his final things that he approves. You know, is Coburn going to be the AD forever? Probably not, right? This will most likely go down as one of the major decisions that he makes as the AD. They're not going to want this thing being a disaster on their record. And yet they also really want to, they really want to make sure that Willie Taggart succeeds or that they're seen as giving him every opportunity to succeed. So I totally understand, you know, why you might want those as protections. I totally understand it. Tell me why Kendall Brawls would understand or agree to that. I wouldn't agree to it, would you? Because then it sets you it sets you up for blackmail. Somebody could could make up something, you know, and, and, and cost him his contract. True or not. Would not have any part of agreeing that if I'm Brawls. And there's no. no real reason I mean Florida State's an attractive job, a, a marquee program, but you know, the the macro of Florida State's very enticing. The micro, as far as the pieces you've got to deal with and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't know if I'm necessarily jumping to BOC at this program right now. And I definitely don't know that I'm signing a clause like that uh, if I'm if I'm Bryles or if I'm anybody else in a similar situation. Now, if I'm Bryles and I'm betting on myself, right, I might be willing to sign something that says, like, Basically, I don't want there to be any way that something like unproven, just some sort of allegation could could, could cost me my, my contract. You know, if there's some way to where like you say, hey, like you've disclosed everything you, that you knew to us, blah, 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 it, during the interview process and all this other stuff. And if it later comes out that like it's proved that you knew about other things that you didn't disclose to us about, right, then, then maybe, maybe there, assuming you're betting on yourself and you're being honest. Again, we just don't know his actual level of involvement, if any, and I'm really questioning if Florida State can find that out. Assistance-wise, obviously there's there's the word out there that he would like to bring Randy Clements, his offensive line coach, with him from Houston. Uh, he was also with, with Kendall at Houston before and then also at Baylor. That's probably a non-negotiable for him, I would guess. I don't know how they would work that out with the staff. 
And then uh, maybe Jeff Levy, who's the quarterback's coach at UCF. Man, these guys go back a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's at Stephenville High School and then at the University of Houston. The first time they were all together, you know, Levy got suspended for spying on Oklahoma. So when Phil Montgomery, who was Baylor's OC from like, I think, 10 to 13-ish, when he got the Tulsa job, Tulsa was playing Oklahoma the week prior to, to when Oklahoma was playing Baylor. And Levy actually was on Tulsa's sideline. And I'm sure Oklahoma thought he was picking signals or whatever, right? That That's how tight those guys were. You went and got a new head coaching job at Tulsa. You were Baylor's OC. You're letting Baylor's QB coach come and hang out on your sideline. Like, these guys were so tight for so long, man. Like, they've been together for, like, the better part of two decades. And they grew up together. And I just... That's another reason why I, I have a hard time believing that there was like a total lack of knowledge of anything going on there. But can you prove it? Can you actually find it out? I don't know. You think if, it, if a reporter's been sitting on something and waiting for the time when somebody actually might read a story that's not about FAU or, or Houston, he's licking his chops or she's licking her chops? We mentioned a couple of weeks ago. There's I don't know that there's a, a more uh, electronic fan base that's attractive to throw throw a little dynamite out into the circle and then walk away, see what happens. Uh, Florida State is a – I would say Florida State, Alabama, Ohio State, and USC may be the – like the four biggest news drivers in the college athletics world. It's it's a, a very a story that would, would resonate and play at a level that uh, certainly none of the institutions that you mentioned there uh, would even come close to. And, yeah, if you've got a story and you can now attach that story to Florida State Athletics as well, that's a whole, whole different kettle of fish. A little more on the football-wise, by the way. If you go watch Houston's highlights, and I've got a piece coming on this on Tomahawk whenever this thing drops, Houston's offense is almost a carbon copy of Florida State's offense in terms of what they call. There are three main differences. Number one, they're not absolutely terrible on first down because they don't get totally dominated at the line of scrimmage, which means that they can actually run with tempo. If you're constantly getting crushed on first down like Florida State was, it's hard to run tempo when you're second and 10, right? Because then your defense is out there back almost immediately. This offense works a whole lot better with tempo. It's not that it can't be effective without, but it's designed to go with tempo. Number two, teams have to respect the run game with Houston with the quarterback. With Florida State, they do not. And when teams don't respect it, Houston gashes them, and they really make sure that they respect it. Uh, And number three, just the comfort level, man. You can tell Houston's been playing a similar system for a while. Those three things are the three main differences. If you're expecting to see wildly different play calling, under Kendall Bryles, if, if he happens to come, don't. Because this is the closest guy you could get to run a system that's almost exactly what Willie Taggart runs. Which, by the way, I think makes a lot of sense if you're Willie and you want to hand this thing off, right? And you want to focus on the bigger cultural issues going on. You would want the guy that, that understands your vision the most. And heck, where you probably got a lot of your offense from was when you went out and visited Baylor. I know they've seen Clemson. I know they've seen some other programs. But... This is most similar to what Baylor runs. The Gulf Coast offense is not going anywhere if Kendall comes. I don't know if they'll scrap the name or not. I probably would after what happened in 2018. But, man, stylistically, this is the exact same thing. We'll have to see what happens with this. Again, I think it's the best possible football-only hire you could make. Send some real mixed messages about culture. And I have real questions about how you vet this. So those are kind of my... My three main takeaways. I don't. I think I know where you are on on most of those. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. We won't feign any kind of PTI debate or anything else on this one. It's uh, something that you and I share similar ideas about, and we'll see how it plays out. Kind of interesting time, and uh, if you bring Browse in here and there's major stories that have yet to be dropped and there's nothing that uh, comes about and he doesn't pull any you know, Vic Valorios on you as far as uh, getting embarrassing DUI or anything else like that, then I think you can... Make it work, and uh, he'll move on down the line, and both parties will be well served. There's also just a massive, massive amount of uh, downside to this move. So we'll see. Have you uh, um, have you thought about if you were going to do this when you would announce it? Uh, yeah, but let's see. It's ten o'clock on Wednesday, so we're going to take it another twenty four hours, and then we're going to take it about another thirteen hours after that. So I'm thinking right about between. Uh, 5 to 6.45 p.m. on Friday afternoon. I think I would like to announce it 12.30. Er, nah. <laughs> I think you're about right. Let, let, let's let's do it rush hour in the, in the evening on Friday afternoon. That's typically when you want to drop stuff that you don't really want, uh, when you don't really want the media to pick up on it. Or, like, if you want to kind of go inside the, uh, like, like, how the media world works, there's not a whole lot going on college football-wise this weekend. There's, there's a couple small bowl games. Heisman's over. Unless you're actually a recruiting person in media, you're probably taking it kind of easy this weekend because you know you're, you know you got to work over the New Year's you know holiday some and and a lot of your a lot of your prep for the, and, and travel for those bowl game stories happens during that you know kind of Christmassy time. You ever seen local news? How bad local news is on the weekends because it's like their C squad or their D squad, and and just how many errors they make when they're reading the prompter and how the stories don't don't always make sense. That's kind of the same way newsrooms operate, too, around the country, even at big outlets. And uh, you, you sometimes will have your C squad or your D squad there. And uh, they don't want people like like that necessarily to handle sensitive stories. And so they might you know pass on it somewhat. And so the reaction is either delayed or it doesn't happen. So there's definitely some... There's definitely some, some strategy that goes into when you drop something like this. Now, I could also see potentially not announcing this until later on, be that next week, or even potentially after signing day. All right, it's time to say thanks to our third sponsor of the night. It's Resolution Home Loans. Resolution Home Loans is a proud, dull-owned business. Chad and Shannon, they're going to hook you up when you call 844-FSU-LOAN or when you visit fsuhomeloans.com. With Resolution, they want to make sure they, they get your loan done right, okay? They want to actually operate at tempo as opposed to just supposedly operating at tempo. They, they want to get this thing done fast, but also, right, they want to have all your documents lined up. They want to walk you through the process each step of the way. Uh, I'm going through it right now with them, and they're they're really, they're really on me about it. Hey, bud, let, let's get this in. Let's make sure that you're ready to strike when you, when you find the right home. And and they're, they're great about it. So make sure you give those guys a call or hit them up on the website, FSUHomeLoans.com. We're averaging about one a month now. One Nolcast listener per month using those guys. And also, if you're a realtor out there, uh, we, we've had a couple, couple of Nolcast listener realtors who also uh, use Resolution with their clients. So get you some financing, get you a home, and uh, Resolution, a proud sponsor of the Nolcast. And we're going to transition out of recruiting, but there's only one guy who really cares about who, who the offensive coordinator is going to be, and that's quarterback Sam Howell, who they visited last week, and I was told that that visit went really well. You know, Initially, I think they were very worried about losing Howell to North Carolina, because Bell was basically the primary recruiter and kind of the sole recruiter in some ways because of his unique connection with with quarterback Sam Howell. But I was told that they came out of that meeting feeling a lot better. 
and they, they like their chances to keep Sam Howell now. Would it shock you if they told Sam Howell who it was going to be but kept it quiet until after signing day so that uh, it didn't impact any other recruitments? No, it wouldn't shock me. In fact, it would surprise me if uh, if they had an agreement, if Sam Howell wasn't one of the first individuals and, and Sam Howell's father uh, weren't one of the first set of individuals to be made uh, aware as to uh, something that had been kind of unofficially formalized. I mean, obviously, like like you know, Sam's dad's a coach, so he he, he was going to want to know, and they're going to want to research what the guy runs. And look, if you liked Willie Willie Taggart's offense before, and you tell the guy, "Hey, we're hiring Kendall Bryles," Howell's going to be in love because that's basically the exact same offense, except it looked really good last year in Houston, and not so good in Tallahassee. But the thing is, if you were to hire Bryles and Clements and Levy. You'd have to do some real staff reshuffling. And I think there are some kids who are committed who are tied to other guys on the staff who are looking to sign early, who you may want to have them sign early first before you do any uh, any staff shuffling, if, if you catch my drift. So I don't know what the plan – first of all, I don't know that the deal's done. I think they're still working on some stuff as of tonight. But I don't know that they actually have a plan of when to announce this. I did ask today somebody who would know, a person who – very high up at the university. I said – has the PR impact of something like this been discussed? And I was told it has. Now, I wasn't told they have like some perfect plan for it. This is Florida State. We've seen them do some stuff. Like, remember the quote, hashtag Ask Jameis thing? Ask Jameis. Yeah, that was brilliant. Like, dur- right right during the middle of all the uh, scandal stuff, and they were doing like, like here, we'll, we'll ask Jameis questions live, and, and so many people were uh, using and abusing the hashtag. I mean, this is Florida State. Who knows what – if they're actually going to have a good PR plan for this, if they go through with it. But I do know that the PR impact was definitely discussed. And I know that people have emailed Thrasher and and, uh, other admin at Florida State saying they didn't want the move. But uh, like I said, college ball is big business, man. So we'll see what happens with this. Um, Recruiting-wise, I do think that they're going to want to be able to tell Sam Howell, like I said, who is going to be the, uh, the coach. And I think they want to be able to tell him who's going to be the quarterback coach, whether it's Willie or someone else because Bryles, if he comes, is probably coaching receivers, I would have to guess, given his history with the position. Like I said, I think last week's visit improved the chances a lot. Now, there's a lot of kids visiting this weekend. Uh, a big thing, a big group of committed kids, right? You've got True Thompson, Bernardo Green, Derek McClendon, Maurice Goolsby, Curtis Fan, Kalen Deloach, Jaleel McCray, Dante Lucas. That's a big one right there. Getting the last visit on him, I think, really helps. And then they're trying to make sure that Akeem, that they would like Akeem Dent to sign early and shut it down. I don't know that that's going to happen. There's some strategy there, I was told. Do you try to go all in with him right now and get him to shut it down and sign with you since he's committed? Or do you save your visit thinking that he's, he might go the distance to February and you don't want to have you know already blown your visit and then have him go to February? But I don't know, man. This, this is something that only the coaches can really decide because they they're going to have the best feel for this, not not me. But that's a pretty good list of committed kids you have coming in. You want to make sure they're all solid. You want to make sure they're they're bonding as a unit. Dante's going to be a big one there. He's obviously visited Miami and Florida in back to back weekends. Had a good time at both. I, I don't think he's attention whoring, but I do think that he wants to be able to have his quote unquote moment, you know, and, and announce at, at the, like the signing day thing. And uh, I would expect that he would announce for Florida State with uh, with maybe some drama to come in the next four or five days. It happens every year. And uh, ultimately, I, w- I would still expect expect his signature to be at Florida State. 
They've also got a, a nice group of uncommitted kids coming in. Yeah, uncommitted kids headlined by uh, a name that will be pretty familiar uh, to most. Raymond Woody III is uh, one of those kids that will be coming in. Juco offensive line, Jay Williams, everybody's in love with a offensive line prospect in particular. Uh, one that's a, a Juco body, maybe a little bit physically more uh, ready to contribute. And then uh, three kids that are committed elsewhere. Jarvis Brownlee is a Miami commitment. Uh, Malcolm Ray is a USF commitment. And then uh, three-star offensive tackle, Maury Smith, a guy that I think we've mentioned a couple times uh, recently who's uh, currently committed to uh, Boston College, if I'm correct. Indeed. Uh, so I like Abishu's chances to sign. It's linebacker coach's son. Um, but he's also probably the best player they have visiting this weekend among the uncommitted guys. He's a good player. Smart kid, good highlights as a senior, ability to play safety, ability to play down in the box. I like him. I think he's a good take, and uh, I think they'll land him. With Jay Williams, their junior college offensive tackle, good Lord, does Florida State need offensive line help, as we've discussed, probably on a weekly basis for <laughs> about two about two calendar seasons now, I mean, meaning, you know, fall and winter. Texas has not given him a committable offer. Florida State has. And I think they'll have this thing sewn up this weekend, at least privately. Uh, he may wait until you know midweek to announce it publicly, but uh, I, I think they're going to be able to impress upon him the fact that they have major playing time to sell, and uh, and they're going to they're need that. I don't think Jay Williams is a special player. Maybe I'm wrong. Just watching his film, I think it looks okay. You guys know me. I don't sugarcoat a lot of stuff. And uh, yet I still think that he has a very good chance to be an immediate starter for you and an immediate upgrade over what you ran out there last year, which was a damn disaster. I wrote about that on Tomahawk Nation, by the way, uh, on Monday. And uh, that that situation there with guys coming back is bleak. You all know if you're a longtime listener, uh, I like Jarvis Brownlee a whole lot. He's Miami commit. Ingram, I know you were at a work dinner tonight. Did you happen to see what happened with Miami's coaching staff? Uh, is, is this a certain individual that took a temple job? He is. Congratulations to Manny Diaz, uh, who's a rising star in the coaching ranks for landing the Temple job. That won't cause any more uh, decommitments, will it? it no, I, I highly doubt it. Um, well, oh, no, breaking. Um, Miami did lose linebacker Samuel Brooks tonight. First off, I would like to thank God and, uh, for putting me in this position. I prayed on it, and, and I know God makes no mistakes. <laughs> uh, secondly, I would like to thank my family for being there through the whole season. Uh, and there for me, last set, I think Coach Mark Crick and the whole University of Miami staff for believing in me. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, uh, it's always with that being said. Uh, with that being said, yeah, I'm uh, gone. I'd like to announce that I am decommitting from Miami due to coaching staff exits. So, well, not a lot of mystery there, Ingram, why he left. He literally put the reason out there. Uh, until further notice, I will reopen my recruitment. I would like to, I will still take my official to the University of Miami this week. And University of Miami are still one of the schools I'm deciding to go to. But until further notice and more information, I will open up my recruitment. With that being said, I will sign to uh, blank in February. Six exclamation marks. That's actually a really reasonable thing to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to kind of like what Sam Howell's doing, except not decommitting, uh, you know, and saying, all right, let's take a look at uh, what the situation is going to be. Decision respected, right? Decision respected. So... Not necessarily a player Florida State wants, but uh, but certainly a guy guy to look at there uh, potentially for some other schools. But with Brownlee, I think that is a guy that Florida State would have interest in and a guy that some guys on, on the current team have a connection to. I think he'd be a good take for Florida State. 
I've already covered Maurice Smith in a previous episode, but he's a three-star guard slash center type. I don't think he's a, a ceiling prospect. I think he's really a floor prospect. But they honestly need those guys right now. Like, he's not the kind of guy you want, I don't think, like starting in the national championship if you were to get there. But right now, your main goal is to get back to a bowl and to be one of the better teams in the league. And at that position specifically, you are a long way from that. But um, right now, you're five and seven and had one of the three of the worst eight, nine, or eight or nine offensive linemen in the country. So I think he's a good fit for your current aspirations. And, you know, in a perfect world, maybe you, maybe you over recruit him as you uh, move back into those national championship dreams. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't really even think. Like it's not like, hey, we're specifically going to look to over recruit this kid. You're just saying let's bring in more talent, right? And, and and let the cream rise. With Malcolm Ray, he's a teammate of Brownlee at Carroll City. He's a USF commit. They offered him when I think it became apparent that they were not going to get Tim Davis, who's going to go to Clemson, or excuse me, Tyler Davis rather. I, I think that's definitely it's probably a pretty solid offer. We'll, we'll see what they think of him when he comes in this weekend. You know, maybe get a height and weight on and all that stuff, and and just see how he fits in. But uh, could be a player in FSU's class. And I guess we'll we'll close tonight. We had a couple other things to discuss. And, and tonight's episode is a little bit shorter, by the way, since we'll probably have to do another episode pretty soon, talking about recruiting and all that other stuff. And we'll definitely have one previewing signing day as well. So probably three shows in the next seven days, including this one. Uh, but two things. Number one, Maryland hired one of Nick Cross's coaches, right, at DeMatha. Nick, Nick Cross is a four-star safety one of the higher-rated players in FSU's class out of the the, uh, the Maryland area. And uh, one of his coaches got hired to be on Maryland's staff. So now uh, they're on full alert to see what is going to happen uh, with that. The best case for Florida State is that Cross gives Maryland a courtesy visit and listens to what they're having to say. The worst case would be him flipping to follow his high school coach since Maryland did go ahead and hire him to an actual coaching position, which is kind of a rare move. You don't usually see the high school coaches go right from high school to an actual position coach move, but now with the NCAA's dumbass rules, that's the only way you can actually do this thing. Unfortunate there for high school coaches across the country. I know you guys work really hard, and uh, it's unfair that that the NCAA doesn't want you to be able to get hired. Um, It's kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but that's something to watch with Nick Cross, and uh, if you're still listening – Will Putnam's most recent follow on Twitter, the, the four-star guard slash center out of Tampa Plant High School, is uh, FSU's creative director. Interesting to note that. He's had a lot of uh, – this sounds creepy, and when I went and looked at it, I didn't feel uh, particularly comfortable uh, looking at a high school kid's social media, but, uh, you know, recruiting is recruiting. A lot of his uh, more recent follows, you could – if you wanted to paint a, a positive picture for Florida State, you could. So uh, something to – to keep an eye on, kid we talked about a ton, state champion wrestler, a guy that would be as as much of a need as possible and one of the bigger gets uh, that, that remains out there. So, uh, you know, are we reaching a little bit? Maybe. Uh, is it a positive sign? Yeah, I don't want to make too much out of it, but I don't think he's just doing that for, for fun. So we'll see what comes of it. No doubt, man. So... Anyway, uh, guys, this has been the Nolcast. Please do follow us on Twitter at uh, Nolcast, on Instagram at Nolcast. If you have a longer question, you need to email us. That goes to thenolcast at gmail.com. And I appreciate you all and your loyalty to making us the number one Florida State podcast by leaps and bounds. And hopefully we'll have uh, some concrete news to discuss next time. 
getting the hire right is more important than getting it done quickly, but uh, both would be the best.